I got my own stopwatch. Um, one thing uh, he asked me, um, one thing I learned this year, and I think what I've continued to learn or learn better, is how much better it is to when you're suffering to be in the church. I think um, it's so painful to see people to suffer outside the church because they don't have hope. Um, I've explained, you know, when Shervina and I were going through stuff this last year um, to people, and they weren't in the church, and they were like, that's, you know, my husband lost his sight, he you know, was losing his job, all this sort of stuff, and they were like, that sounds horrible, you know, there's, I, I don't see this working out well, like literally they would say that to me, and I'm like, well, that's really weird, because that's not my usual reaction from people, because I've been so used to being in the church, and exp- and then getting hope, so, and I'm so, everyone here has been through a lot, um, there's no, you don't get away without suffering, and if you haven't suffered, you're gonna, Um, but I tell you, you can, there's two kinds of suffering, suffering alone and suffering together in unity with the people of God, with the power of God behind you and the prayers of the saints. And it, it, there's a difference in how you come out of it because we can either be bitter or empowered. And then the cyclical nature of the church is that we get, we go through stuff and then we have something to give to other people because we've been through it. I mean, I know there's been death in this church. There's been suffering. There's been so much pain. There's been diseases. There's been mental anguish. So much pain that you feel your bones are going to crush. And yet here we are praising God, um, continuing and persevering in that. And um, I'm, I'm blessed. And who I am now and the hope I have is because I've been in the church. And I, the hope I have is because the hope has been given to me. And the good thing about being in our church is that when you're feeling down, there's another person to lift your head up and to pray with you. So that's what I continue to learn. Hi. I want to tell you what I learned in 2019. I've been tithing the whole year, and I counted up the, my money, uh, and I got very surprised when I counted 100 in there, dollars. And so I wanted to tell you how um, when I put some money aside for him, he, he blessed me, and that's what I learned in 2019. Okay. Now that, I paid Mateo to say that one. <laughs> Um, hello. Uh, the greatest thing I learned in 2019 would have to be things related to prayer. Uh, one of them being like, like how to pray, um, using God's promises and remembering God's promises in the word and using that through prayer. For example, like, uh, God works for the good of those who love him. I say, oh God, you said that. Now do it because I love you. So using that in prayer uh, is one thing I really learned how to do. Uh, second thing uh, would be just always giving thanks uh, in prayer uh, and thanking God for things that aren't necessarily physically physical things, but things that are uh, like knowledge, like the knowledge that God gives us and the awareness of the truth uh, and what's right and what's wrong. And just having that in my mind is something I'm really thankful for, and I'm learning to pray about that and thank God for that. Um, uh, for 2020, um, my big prayer for is for just the direction of, of the world right now, just that God will, will put, will 
take control of the world and do what's best for us. Uh, and also another prayer just for the people here that um, that we wouldn't wander away and join the wide road, but that we would stick on this narrow road and the the narrow road that leads to heaven and not the wide road that leads to destruction. So, yeah, that's all. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Jennifer. Oh, I'm going to stand over here because it's bright. Um, so there are actually a couple of verses that I've heard pretty much my whole life um, that became very personal lessons for me this year. Um, the first is Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, um, which says, Trust in the Lord completely and don't rely on your own opinions. Um, with your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Um, again, I've heard this my whole life. I grew up in church. But um, this year, this verse became extremely personal for me because I had to live it out. And um, I thank God that I that this verse became real to me this year. Um, the second verse is John 6.35, which says, I am the bread of life. Come every day to me, um, and you will never be hungry. So this year, I learned firsthand that true satisfaction, fulfillment, and joy comes from being in the presence of God. Um, And specifically, I was in a situation where um, I was praying for basically for God to come through for me, and he did, as he always does. Um, But after, I realized that not even the gifts of God um, can bring us true fulfillment or can satisfy us on a spiritual level. Um, So, yeah, that's what I learned. Uh, That's it for me. (laughs) Well, good morning and happy 2020. Um, so I, uh, I, I wasn't quite sure what to talk about. You said the greatest thing you've learned in 2019. I actually learned some really cool stuff about field curvature and photography, but I'm not going to talk <laughs> about that. So I don't think that's what you had in mind. Um, what, the thing that I learned in 2019 is, is something that seems a little silly, I suppose, but especially if you've been a Christian a long time, you think this would be a thing you don't have to worry about anymore, but it is, and I think I'm not the only one. Um, it's, we all know that we have our personal growth and our personal walk with Christ that we're taking and that, uh, God's constantly working on us and that we're constantly growing and, and maturing in our discipleship. Um, and I'm, I've got a lot to learn. I don't think anybody who knows me is going to say, oh no, Tim, you got it figured out. You're good. (laughs) It's not that, not that, that's not the case at all. Um, but over the, Lord, over the last course of the last two or three years, I've kind of got this idea in my head, uh, developed an idea in my head that maybe, maybe God's just done trying to teach me. Maybe he's just tired of trying to get some things through my thick skull. Um, and what I've learned over the last, this year, at any rate, through a couple or three events specifically, is that that's just not the case. And that he is still wanting, he's still wanting me to know that he sees me. And that he's involved actively in my life. And he's not just some distant thing way up off in the universe somewhere. And that he's actually here. Uh, that's probably the greatest thing that I learned in 2019. Now, going into 2020, um, what I, 
would want to do in 2020 is I've noticed that a lot of the coworkers that I work with um, are really consumed by fear. Um, I don't work with Christians. Uh, the industry that I work in, eh, maybe one or two out of hundreds. Um, they're not that many. Um, and this one girl that I used to work with told me she, she'll wake up in the middle of the night in a panic, uh, having psyched herself out and just freaked herself out thinking about what happens when she dies. So for anybody who just thinks that <laughs> in this modern day and age, nobody thinks about this stuff anymore. That's just not the case. Um, and it struck me that she was actually willing to just say that because a lot of people will never even say that. They'll never even talk about that. Um, and I was able to try and, you know, she knew that I was a Christian and, and I don't know what her exposure to the gospel is. But my prayer for 2020 is I would have more opportunities to keep telling her and others that I know who go through similar things that there is a God in heaven and this place didn't just happen by chance or whatever, and that he does see you and he has a plan for your life, which is, he's also, he's active in your, and he's not just active in my life, he's active in their lives as well. Um, and that, that's my hope for 2020, at any rate. Good morning, everyone. So last year I read a book titled um, When Heaven Invades the Earth by Bill Johnson. And in the book, I came across something that said, although Jesus was 100% God, he did not perform miracles, signs, and wonders as God, but as a man in right relationship with God. And what that means is that Jesus was a man who faced the same limitations that we, did, that we do, but he de- depended on the Holy Spirit. Um, and so because Jesus was a man who faced the same limitations that we do, I felt we also should follow his example. And in John 14, 12, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And so the lesson I learned is that if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit? Um, And so in my life, I have many people that I work with or friends that I have the opportunity to minister to. And my prayer for 2020 is that I would depend on the Holy Spirit Um, to empower me as a witness by giving me the words to speak, the opportunities to speak, and even boldness to follow through when he prompts me. Thank you. Um, Every year, um, every New Year's Day, Christmas Day, and my birthday, I have this tradition that I walk in the diet and just pray, pray to God. And as I was doing that last few days ago, um, God remind me, you know, how happy I was. Now, um, this, past, this past four years has been happier. Like, I've been happier than I was, like, over 40 years of my life. And I was, like, asking him, what was that about? Like, when did that start? And he reminded me when I took a, a giant leap of faith, uh, four years ago, um, and ever since, I've been seeing his blessings, his promise to me grow more and more. And, and now I pray that next year or this coming, this coming years to come, um, I'll be, you know, I'll be hoping to, 
to have more faith and less doubt. Serena so once spoke about Romans eight twenty eight, and it's stuck with me ever since. Um, all things work for good for them that love the Lord. And notice how when it says all, it means all, not yeah. just the good, plus the bad. So I've been wondering why whenever I go through the bad, I'm whining and complaining. I'm like, oh, why me? But if I love the Lord, then I have to stand and believe that it's for my own good and one bad thing can teach you a lesson to help you through another bad thing. And for 2020, I just want to stand on that and know that God is in charge. Nothing I do will ever change it, and I have to trust him more. Amen. So uh, the greatest thing that I learned um, this year is that uh, family's not always blood. Um, this year, I buried my, my last brother. Um, my whole family is now gone. Brothers and sisters and mother and father and aunts and uncles and cousins, everybody. Um, I'm the last living person of my entire family. And um, I had a, sitting at my brother's funeral, realizing, you know, I'm also the last person carrying our last name. And when I go, there won't be anybody left in my family. And so... Um, God just started ministering to me that day and showing me that, you know, you didn't lose your family. Um, I gained a family when I came here. Um, I also lost my spiritual family in this last year as well. Um, just one by one, they kind of disappeared. Um, and for the last 10 years, I leaned on these people a lot, and they just kind of left. But God is so good in the way that he supplies all our needs, is that he brought you people into my lives. And I have a new family now, and uh, I don't have to worry that I'm alone in this world, um, that I have people that care about me and love me and can call me brother. Um, and though I don't have my brothers anymore, I have new brothers and sisters in Christ. And for 2020, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to more brothers and sisters coming through that door into this family, that this family's going to grow. Unlike my family that shrunk and is gone, I know that this family's going to grow and grow and grow. And as we accept more and more people through those doors and love on them and show them, you know, that you're worthy, that God loves you. And that's the greatest thing I love about this church is there's just so much love for people. You know, we just don't, there's no judgment here. There's just whoever walks through that door, we're going to love on them. We're going to accept them. So that's what I'm looking forward to this year is growing this family into a bigger and greater family. Amen. Uh, what I learned in 2019, mostly, well, I learned lots of things, but the thing I'm going to talk about happened just in December. Um, I, I experienced what, uh, in Hebrews, they talk about as being what God's rest is. Um, and this just happened to coincide with uh, a ladies' Bible study I was doing where we were looking at Hebrews. And it's talked about entering God's rest. And at first I was like, what? And uh, after looking at it more, it's being in a state where you've trusted God with step one, and you've trusted him with step two, and you've been faithful with step three and step four. So when you get to step five, there's just this peacefulness about you. And you've entered into his rest and this, this uh, peace and this calm and this tranquility. Previous, I was raised in a Christian home. 
but I didn't understand this. The way I would have done it before was I would have tried to figure out step one on my own and step two on my own and step three on my own. And finally, when step five was coming, I'd be like, oh, okay, God, now I'm going to pray. And uh, they, I would have been a mess. I would have not been able to sleep. I would have had stomach problems. I would have, you know, just been everything. And this one came, and I was like, I'm going to sit down and have this cup of tea, and I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to wake up on time, and we're going to, you know, and, and that's the way it went. And God was faithful, and we, you know, received lots of favor, and I couldn't explain it any other way. And it just so happened that we were looking at this exact scripture in the, in the Bible study I was doing, and so, so that's what I learned about entering God's rest. Um, when I was thinking about the greatest thing I learned, I thought about all the failures that I had this year spiritually. Um, a lot of the things I started, I never finished. Like, I started the year reading the Bible every day, and then that kind of faded. And all these things, I was like, oh, I didn't really meet a lot. I didn't grow spiritually. But then I still found that God used me this last year in spite of all that. Um, one highlight, we had a, um, a weekly like Bible, uh, not Bible study, but a book study at my house that I was able to, we were able to introduce and talk about Jesus with people. So that was really special. So God used us, used me in spite of that. But for 2020, I want to be more consistent and more aware of like my need for to study the word of God. If I want to share it with people that I should be more, uh, I need to be more uh, firmly planted in it. Actually, the song that we sang, Build My Life, when I was singing that, I was just thinking that's my wish for 2020 and beyond. Hi there. I'm last. Nobody learned to ride a unicycle in 2019. Um, the thing that I've... No, for a while, I would see... We all already knew, Ryan, it was just you. No, about once a month. For, for like several years, once a month, I would, I would just see a guy on a unicycle, and it was never the same guy. Um, anyway, uh, in 2019, the, the great thing that I figured out, um, that I was led to, is, um, you know, I don't know if you were ever in a, in a point in your life where you felt like it's just not working. Like, like following Christ is not working. I'm not getting what I want out of this. Uh, I'm expecting all these blessings and all this kind of thing. And what is this? It's just, I don't know, man. What is this about? Um, and I feel like a lot of the time you get that feeling when you haven't really perhaps put um, the study in that you're meant to. And of course, who would, right? I mean, like I didn't for the longest time. I just expected everything to go well. So... Um, it's interesting, and it started with, um, do you remember when we had the West Coast Accord? Uh, the slogan for it was, um, it was in Colossians, I think. Uh, no, not Colossians. Uh, if, if, if you, um, you know, turn from your ways and repent and da-da-da-da-da. What book is that? Second Chronicles. It started with a C. Then, if you do that, then I will look on you favorably and heal your land and do all this wonderful stuff for you, right? Well, how many times do we get that in the Bible? If you fear the Lord, you then you don't have to fear man, right? If you do this, then I'll do that. If you give your tithes and offerings, then I will 
open the storehouses of heaven and dump it all on you. Um, and so I think that a lot of the time, we don't look at that if, when we look for the promises of God, we open up the book and he says, well, he says he'll do this. Well, like three verses back, there's what you should be doing, right? And so like, and um, so I was reading this book. It's the same one that Renee was doing the study on, I, I think, um, The uh, Purpose Driven Life. Uh, and in that book, it tells you what the meaning of life is. The meaning of life, the purpose for your life, is, um, is that, that's the end of my time? <laughs> you hit it harder. No, but uh, the, the, the people ask you, hey, what's the purpose of life? Well, I don't know, to be a good boy? Like, the purpose of life is to live your life in a way that's pleasing to your Lord. That is doing all those ifs. And when you do all those ifs, then you get all those thens. Now, I'm not doing all the ifs, but the ones that I have, I've seen the thens. And that's powerful because you don't think that it's such an on-off thing. Well, if I do that, then I'll get this. But you get them. Um, so you can count on that. Uh, and that's what I learned. And I'm pretty happy about it. Thank you.